The following commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3241, or you can email radio at bnntv.org. Good evening, Boston. I'm your host, Larry, host Larry Higginbottom. The name of this show is From the Trenches, baby. Observation from the Trenches, From the Trenches. You're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. Again, you're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. Well, a lot's going on out here in the world today. Some for the worse. But I want to just uh, piggyback on what's in the news right now. It's occupying the world. Attention. That's the situation over there in Israel. And my topic today is real simple. Okay. The issue here is not peace. The issue here is that the Israelite, the Israelis only spoke land. That's the problem. That's why you cannot find a solution here. So in Palestine, you know, the issue is not peace per se or even a, uh, a truce, a ceasefire. The problem is that the Jewish community remains on these people's land. That's the problem. And if you go back to how it got started, just, just briefly, Britain should have never, ever brought the Jewish community there to Palestine for a homeland. How can you, right, decide to, because you colonize this land in this country, Okay, you're going to create a state inside of a country? How absurd is that? I'm just asking the question. And you're going to bring people somewhere, not where there's vacant land, where no one's there, but to a city where it's already, it's already occupied by the Palestinian. Now, how's that going to work? So from the get-go, anybody with a GED education would have known this is not going to fly well. But because the British had such contempt and disdain for the Jewish community, they wanted to rid themselves of that. Okay, all right. But to put them in a town that was already inhabited by other people, by the hundreds of thousands, and to think that these people was going to just roll over and accept that was down was downright asinine. It's my belief. And so from the time that the British brought these communities there, they've been fighting because why? You have to make way for the British. I mean, you got to take towns and villages that the Palestinians, Palestinians are living on. I mean, you got to end up slaughtering their men, women, and children to make room for you because the British, who wanted to rid themselves of the Jewish community, had the arrogance to drop them somewhere that was already inhabited. So from what I'm seeing, and now knowing more about this thing, how it got started, etc. So the issue in Palestine is not peace. The issue is that the Jewish community resides on these people's land. You think about it. They, the state of Israel was formed in 1948 by the UN. Now think about this here. Even as, even as a dumb move, UN. You're going to agree, right, to the creation of the state of Israel 
when somebody's already there. How asinine. Think about it. How idiot how how idiotic 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 is that? Come on now. And so from the time this state was created, they had to a remove by force the Palestinians who's living there. That's right. Yeah, to remove them forcefully. So it means you end up killing their women and children. So this thing started out with violence. So just imagine, right? You in your home, and the governor say, "Okay, we're gonna put Larry in there with you, and we're gonna a support Larry and fund Larry and also supply Larry with arms, right, to this place and remove you." Are you ever gonna be okay with that? I think the answer is flat out no. So why in God's name will we think that the Palestinians are ever going to, A, be okay with that? Never. So I'm just going to have a, have a dialogue about, I don't see, and I think the leadership, the white leadership in D.C., they, they also see it too. There's no solution here that the Palestinians will accept because they're not going to accept a two-state solution because when Britain first floated this dumb idea and brought these folks here, all right, they offered that as a solution to the to the Palestinian, and they said no. And America has been trying to sell that same failed choice. They've been saying no. So what have we here? Nothing. So even a ceasefire, if in fact there is one, okay, well, the fact remains, the Jewish community is not going nowhere. You're not giving these folks back their land. And that is the sticking point, the land. They want their land back. They want their homeland back. And there's nothing that America can do to reverse that trend. And who should be held accountable, in addition to this, I think the Jewish community should be held, they should be held accountable too, because why? Think about this here. I thought about it. If I'm Jewish at that time, Okay, I can understand you want want a place where you can be free of folks, you know, messing over you, you know, discriminating, discriminating against you. Okay, I got that. But once you got to Palestine, you see this already occupied, right? You knew right then and there, right? There are folks here. There are people already here. So how can we say we come to form a homeland or a state, right? When there's people already living in these towns, in these villages, they got malls schools, whatever, businesses going. They're already there. The infrastructure already there. Okay? So the Jewish community, right, at that time, was also responsible because, you know, once you got off the, off the ship, you saw what, there's people already there. So you got no choice but to forcefully remove them with the British blessing and armament. So both the British and that community, right, is responsible for this here nonsense because there's people already there. It's like that same situation would be occurring in America if the white community had not wiped out all of the other Native, Native, Native Americans through genocide. And what's left of them is over there in Oklahoma somewhere on a reservation. We'd be going through the same, same dilemma because why? Europeans have a knack of taking other folks' land by force. Because why? Weapons of mass destruction. Weapons of mass destruction. They had, they had, they had, they had weapons. There wasn't no peaceful negotiation here. 
you know, wasn't no agreement. Okay, you can come in, this land is yours. No, it was all taken by force. And so now you got the same situation over now, right, in the Middle East, right? And another thing, too, when you think about it, by having such a strong allegiance to, to Israel, and you might you must admit now, right, that to the Arabs and other folks, right, they see how you're treating this, this, this one country over them, right? All favorable, all favorable decision to them. So it really undermines your ability, right, to forge a relationship with these other countries over there. Because they see you, right, as pro-Israel and, and anti-them. That's why America, right, image is tarnished over there in the whole Arab world, in my humble opinion. Because of, of this relationship. Of this relationship. And the truth be told, and the truth be told, we don't need Israel for our for, for our for our for our security. We don't need it for nothing, really. Nothing. Truth be told. If the truth be told. So even that argument don't hold water. Because one thing, I gotta give America. You gotta give one thing. These white folks, boy, they are good at killing and blowing up stuff. Gotta give them credit for that now. We got one of the most lethal, deadliest armed forces the world has ever known. They got weapons, right, that, that, that's unimaginable what it can do to a human body or to uh, objects or buildings. So, again, we don't need Israel for our, for our protection. No, no disrespect. It is what it is. And so what we have done, or what the white folks have done because they weren't in charge, all right, they have really undermined their ability, right, to forge relationship with the Arab countries around them. Because Israel also, to some degree, is dictating foreign policy. They're dictating, right, who our enemies are. And a lot of times, that's Israel. It's Israel's mess, not ours. And a lot of things that they might find offensive really is not in our interest to intercede in those countries, you know, like Iran, Syria, you know, Libya, etc. You know, but because we are viewed as such pro-Israel supporters, you know, we don't have no credibility there. So we have created a mess of our own doing by taking over as the provider and supporter of this state since 1948. It's been 75 years. I was born in 1953. So let's see a crisis has been going on before I was born. And when I did my research, right, the amount that America has contributed to Israel for 75 years amounts to $260 billion dollars. $260 billion we get into the state of Israel. In other words, we we'll built we'll build that, 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 whole, that whole, whole state. The economy, we built that out of what? American taxpayers' dollars. She's got more of our money than any state, than any country. Any country. And the terms are always favorable to her. And in fact, for more information, uh, you can read the Israeli lobby and U.S. foreign policy. Read that for more information. You can read the Israeli lobby and U.S. foreign policy. And the author even says that, you know, in Washington, D.C., when this, this, even, this even blew my mind, that our politician 
can disagree and fight like cats and dogs on everything. It can be about the border. It can be about climate control, same-sex marriages, okay, drilling for oil, right, transgender, you name it. They fight like cats and dogs. But the only thing that everybody is in agreement with 100% is Israel. No matter what she asks for or what she wants she get. When I read that, right, I had to just stop there and ponder. I said, okay, I'm 70. And think about all the elections I've seen, all the all the presidential debate, folks running for senator in Massachusetts or Congress people. I said, he's dead right. Our politician can argue like cats and dogs about everything and anything. But when it comes to this one little state, this one little stack of stolen land, you might as well call it that, taken land by force, everybody is dead lock, stock, and barrel, always with the affirmative. And as I read more, I said, you know, they're not serving American uh, uh, need. They're not serving our need. These folks are probably being bought because they always give this country what they want, the state what she wants. And if they want, if they don't, the author also said their careers are ruined. If they don't vote in the affirmative, they'll label what? Anti-Semitic? Or they hate Israel? Or they're Jew hate or whatever? I said, he's right about that. He is right about that. So our politician... From President, think about President Biden, all right, was senator from Delaware. That means for the whole 40 years he was there, he never, ever voted against Israel. President Obama, short time he was in office up there, never voted against Israel. All these politicians will be looking out for us, the taxpayers, right, have given this one state a blank check. And I was just shocked as I read all right, how much aid we give in the form of military hardware. And I kind of realized why in these so-called skirmishes that Israel have these different uh, Arab, Arab countries, she always won because guess what? You have been trained by the, lethal, by, the, by the most lethal training, by the most lethal army in the world, United States Armed Forces. You get the latest in technology and killing machine, our equipment. You're getting all the ammo, jets, tanks, right, machine guns, you know, grenades, bombs, whatever you need, missiles, tanks. So it became very clear in all these skirmishes, right, why the average always got their butt kicked. You've been trained, you've been trained and equipped and supplied by more than the most lethal fighting forces known to man, United States Armed Forces. One thing we can do, baby, real well, is kill people and blow things up. And so what you see now over there in Gaza, you know, Lebanon, you're seeing our taxpayers' dollar, bombs, right, jets, tanks, artillery shell. That's all, that's, that's, that's all our stuff. That's our stuff. That's our hardware. And we've given them the expertise by training them how to use it. So when they say he's still going to war, do you see any opposing army out there? I never have. In all the years they've had these so-called skirmishes or conflict, there's never been an opposing 
army to combat or challenge the Israelis. They're not backed by China or Russia. They say, Iran, but I think that they have a lot to do with Israel who want the United States to go in and do something to them. They got their own agenda, and their agenda is not our agenda. But we so blind because we done bought into this here uh, propaganda that our interest, her, her interest is our interest, and it is not. It is not. That whatever said, whatever they say they need, they try to tie like, you know, I'm fighting against terrorists for all of us. No, you're not. No, you're not. We're not on them people's land. We're not occupying their land. You are. So you're not fighting for us. You're fighting for your own agenda. But we don't have nobody in D.C. to be able to differentiate that. And say, wait a minute, hold on, partner, hold on. You're using American tax dollars, America's equipment, America's technology, all right, being trained by some of the most lethal uh, killing people in the world. And you're trying to say that your interests are our interests, I beg to differ. They, they, they won't say that. And in reading that, that, uh, that novel, he's right. I can't think of no politician in all my 70 years, let's say, well, let's say last five decades when I became conscious about politics, starting in my 20s. I can't think of none of the debate, none of the conversation of no politician ever, ever, ever saying no or, or chastising Israel or, or correcting her for her behavior. None. I don't know about you, but I can't think of nobody. And as the author said, you know, if you did, your career would be ruined. Ruined. And like uh, right now, you got the squad, those four, four, four women up there. And one of the ladies now, I forgot her name now. I think she's from over there in, uh, uh, over there in Palestine. You know, I think she is a Palestinian, you know. I mean, they crucified her because she is speaking out against the slaughter. That's what it is, a slaughter. And come to find out, as I read more about uh about, about, about the situation in Palestine, they call it an open, open prison, an open prison, because the Israelis control the water, electricity, and their food. They're locked in. They can't go nowhere. They can't go nowhere. So think about it. In your country, you can't go nowhere because these uninvited guests with the support and backing of the United States has militarily locked you in as a prisoner in your own house. How's it going to fly? How's it going to fly? Which means that you're going to always be subjectable, right? Subjectable to what? Retaliation. Because you treated me as a slave within my own homeland. And you were not invited here. Come on now, people. You ain't got to be pro-con to understand that ain't going to fly. That ain't going to fly well. So again, I'm your host, Larry, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. Today, I'm talking about Palestine, Palestinian. The issue is not peace. The issue is that 
the Jewish communities own those folks' land. That is the point. It's been it's been the hold up for seventy five years. There's no getting around. That's that's the problem. The problem not a ceasefire. That ain't the problem. The problem is you still on, on those people's land. You still on those folks' land. That's the problem. That is the issue. And our politicians, they know that. There's no answer for that. Anybody with a GED could alone figure that out. And so, ceasefire, no ceasefire. Once the ceasefire is over, and it will be over, whether it's this month, next month, or next year, the fact remains you're on those folks' land and there's no viable option to render that or make that better. Because in 75 years, the Jewish community has done all building, settlements, homes, you know, factories, temples, universities, clubs, restaurants on these folks' land, so they ain't going nowhere. So you know and I know there's no solution. There's no solution here. But you're going to squander taxpayers' money. Uh, President Biden went there and proposed uh, $100 billion, $60 billion for folks over there in Europe, you know, $40 billion for uh, Israel. So $60 billion for Ukraine. Now, if I was president, I would have said, wait a minute now. Ukraine is in Europe. All of our European allies are to rally around Ukraine, providing her with finances, right, and equipment. You don't need us for that because that's in your part of the world. Your part of the world. So the European community should have took, should have took a lead on that. Places like France, Britain, Germany, Spain, all them powers over there should have took the lead in supporting Ukraine, not America. And America must stop being, right, nation to the rescue. Anything and everybody, we're there to rescue you. No, stay in your lane. It's time to stay in your lane. You offer Israel an additional $40 billion. Well, what she got, what she has right now is enough to thoroughly decimate Gaza or the whole Palestinian community. She don't need no more of my tax money or yours. She don't need nothing from us. Nothing. And in fact, we shouldn't even be over there. We shouldn't be over there whatsoever. Those countries need to A, solve and work out their own deal. They'd probably do better if we was not in the mix, America. White folks, that's right. If we weren't in the mix, they'd probably be a lot better off if we were not in the mix. And all we have done since President Bush went into Iraq is pop the cork off that bottle and alienate all those Arabic countries. And we have made enemies of them because why? They see us as anti-Arab Arab, and pro-Israel. Come on now. So we have got nothing to deal from being over there but a tarnished reputation. And in my own opinion, right, we are being used by the, 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 the Israelis to fight people that they don't like. Like Iran, everything's Iran, Iran, Iran. First it was Iraq, 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 Iraq. Remember that? Iraq, this, Iraq, that. They got weapons of mass destruction. They got atomic bomb they're working on. 
and foolishly, President Bush, no, yeah, President Bush, right, sent Colin Powell to the U.N. Remember that? Colin Powell? With all these shots showing buildings where they had, you know, weapons of mass destruction. They're working on this, working on that, working on this. Trying to uh, harness or gather the support of our allies. That word, allies. We buying these people. We buying these countries. Folks, we buying people. We like, we like, we should, we should call us trick daddy. We're paying these folks money to be our, our, our so-called ally. But, but Colin Powell went to, to the U.N. to show them that Saddam Hussein, right, and these buildings, right, was building weapons of mass destruction. And Israel was pushing that. Why? That's on their agenda. Saddam Hussein did not pose a threat to us at all. Not at all. No more so than Iran opposed a threat to us. But we listened to the to the Israelis about these people, you know, got got issues. Or these people, right, got ulterior motive. And so we followed their lead on foreign policy to to their benefit to their benefit. So we went over there foolishly, looking for mass for, for weapons of mass destruction, didn't, didn't find nothing. And Bush was encouraged, I believe, by the lobby of the of the of the Israelis to go in there, right, and launch that that dumb war, lasted twenty years, to remove Saddam, and he and he had things under control. And folks are talking about human rights. Let them people who you say are having problem with human rights, let them decide how they're going to resolve that, not us. We need to stay out of people's business. We Americans need to stay out of other people's business. Saddam knew how to deal with his people. If they want to overthrow him, let him do that. Let them do that, not us. So we overthrew him. He was there for 20 years. 100,000 folks murdered. Millions probably displaced. What did we get? No love, no respect. And... In the end, when they said, no, no weapons, no weapons, now because he's a dictator, whoopee-doo, whoopee-doo. It's for those folks to decide how they're going to deal with their dictators, not us. They determine what they want to do with this so-called dic- dic- dictator, not us. We're in our own issues. Stay in our own lane. So we removed Sodom, and then all these different fractions popped up, killing our people. Now, the thing now, we're on terrorism. Well, we popped the court that let out so-called terror, the terrorists. Those folks who've been in power for a while know how to handle those people in that region. It might be brutal. Okay, I'll get you that. But they know how to deal with them. They know that they know how to deal with them. Libya. Gaddafi, right? We got rid of him. What happened? No problem. And then to justify our government, I always talk about how horrible these folks were, you know, humanitarian, humanitarian. Worry about ourselves. These folks know how to deal with folks in their part of the world. They know how to deal with them. So why are we always trying to come with this humanitarian crap? Stay in our lane. Stay in our lane. And we'd be a lot better off if we stay in our lane. And stop trying to impose our values and beliefs on people. 
I got no problem with folks who want to be a communist. We can do business. We can trade. If you feel that structure works for you, I got no problem with you being a communist. If you feel that being a socialist, right, works for you, no problem with it. I got no problem with the Russian people. I got no problem with the Chinese people or North Korean people. No problem with you. I got no problem with you. Because what uh, North Korea is saying, right, that America and most of these Western countries, right, only attack countries that they know they got more firepower. But when you got countries that got equal firepower, right, or somewhat equal, they're, they're less inclined to want to attack you. So that's why North Korea figured, hey, I better, what, build up my stockpile. He didn't want to, you know, try to challenge me. You know, I better create my own a nuclear a bombs, whatever. And so you go there and you give Israel, right, the atomic bomb, but you're telling Iran she can't have one? Come on now. Come on, America. Come on, white folks. All due respect. You know they ain't going to fly. You know they ain't going to fly. So you're going to tell the Iran, they can't, no, you can't have a, a nuclear bomb, but Israel can. And they got good judgment. They got their moral character, moral fiber. Come on, come on, come on. We're we just, we just foolish. We're just foolish. We've been led like, by foolish leaders. And that insult to any injury during uh, President, Obama, I mean, President Biden, he said he's going to ask Congress for $100 million for humanitarian aid to Palestinians. Now, let me, let, let's step back and process that for a moment. The state that blew up their building, killing their people with our bombs, our rockets, our tanks, you're not asking the Israelis for $100 million to give as a humanitarian gesture to the Palestinians. No, you're not asking them. You actually suck a taxpayer of America, right? Not only to give Israel forty billion dollars, you usually get three or four billion, but now you will give them forty billion, right? But now, as a goodwill gesture of humanitarian aid, you want American taxpayers, not Israel, to fork over hundred million dollars. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? So here we have a situation where. The folks who caused the damage now, you're blowing up those buildings now with folks in there. You're killing these people now. But you want the people thousands of miles away who got nothing to do with this here to now come to the table and fork over $100 million as humanitarian aid. How bright is that? I'm actually a question. Come on now. How bright is that? Come on. And so when President uh, Biden said, Excuse me. That America stand with Israel. He ain't speaking for me now. No, no, no. I'm, 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 hey, no, he ain't speaking for me. I'm not with that. I'm not with genocide. I'm not with continuing to do something that was stupid from the get go. We should have never ever signed on to be the protector of Israel, given the fact that you are taking someone else's land who's already there, already there. So he, we, we, we went live telling the world that, you know, America stands with Israel. No, he ain't speaking for me. He ain't speaking for me at all. No, 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 I'm not with that. I'm not with that. I'm not with that. No nation, no nation is above 
reproach. No nation is above being corrected. Even America is not above being corrected. No nation. And to get any nation a blank check is being stupid and foolish. It's being foolish. And we have been foolish for 75 years. 75 years. It's time for the American people to put in people, right, who's going to say no. No, no, no. The bank is closed. The bank is closed. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. It's time for you to figure out a way how to make genuine peace with this community because this bank is closed. We have, gave, we have given all we're going to give. It's time for you to come into some kind of unity with these people over here because the bank is closed. Because right now, this ain't working. Like I said before, even somebody with a GD would have known, wait a minute, folks already there? They got malls, schools, houses, villages, towns, right? Infrastructure. And you're going to put a people there and call it a state? You're going to create a state inside somebody else's country? How bright is that? Just ask the question, how bright is that? And same with Ukraine. Ukraine needs to be funded, right, and supported by the European Union over there. All them states, countries over there, they should be putting up that tab. Now, there, I definitely agree with President Trump. Forget not, forget not, forget not, we can forget about your fair share. But once you decide, right, that you want to do to support uh, Ukraine for your own uh, uh, safety, all the European countries should be the one pushing that wagon, not America. Not America. My belief, come your own, you come to your own conclusion. Again, I'm your host, Larry Hickenbottom. The name of the show is Families Do Matter. Oh, I'm sorry. Other show. I mean, from the trenches, baby. Observation, observation, trenches. Observation from the trenches. It's the name of my weekly uh, telecast. You listen to WBCA 102.9. Listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. I'm going to take a break. Don't go nowhere. And I will continue my conversation on Palestine. Peace is not the issue. The issue is you own those folks' land. That is the sticking point. That is the elephant in the room that none of these politicians, our politicians, ever come out and say, how do we how do we fix that? You know, all they say, she gotta defend herself. Well, this is my question. Does not the Palestinians does not the Palestinians deserve, deserve their land back? Do not they do not they deserve their land back? And there'd be no need for her to defend herself if she was not on these people's land. That is the problem. She would have to defend herself if she was not on these people's land. And there's no resolving that. But our politician in D.C., in this country, have been brainwashed, right, through propaganda, see Israel as the so-called always the victim, when in fact she got her knee on the Palestinian neck. That is the issue. So in addition to taking my land by force, you got your knee on my neck and I'm suffocating. You think folks are not going to find a way to hit you back? Come on now. It's ludicrous. I'm going to take a break and I shall be back shortly. People won't give you the real talk on drugs, but it's time we know the facts. Fentanyl is killing people. 
It's a powerful opioid, often made illegally and commonly mixed with illicit drugs. It can even be pressed into counterfeit pills that resemble prescription medications. Just two milligrams, about the size of a few grains of sand, could potentially be lethal. This isn't an ad to scare you, but it is an ad to make you think twice. Get the facts. Go to realdealonfentanyl.com. This message is brought to you by the Ad Council. It's time for today's STEM tip. Okay, you know recycling is important. No one wants plastic in the ocean. Here's a cool way to repurpose a plastic bottle. Build an awesome terrarium. Cut a large plastic bottle in half and fill the base with sand, pebbles, potting soil, and your favorite plant. I chose an African violet. Put the top of the bottle over your base and place it in the sun. Your plant will grow sealed in its own ecosystem. Fun, right? Learn more at She Can STEM. A message from the Ad Council. If you are struggling to afford internet service for your household, there is a new government program that may be able to help. It's called the Affordable Connectivity Program, and it provides up to a $30 monthly discount to qualifying households. Find more information about the program, including if you qualify and how to enroll at FCC.gov ACP or call toll free at 877-384-2575. That's 877-384-2575. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Is this tree good for climbing? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Safe gun storage saves lives. Learn how to make your home safer at nfamilyfire.org. That's nfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady and the Ad Council. You hear that? This is my Boston accent. This is my Boston accent. Yeah, it is. Shh. This is my Boston accent. This is our Boston accent. Hear it for yourself, discover your own. This is Boston, and we are all inclusive. I'm back again. You're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. Again, listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom, and this program from the trenches, baby. Observation from the trenches, from the trenches. Today, I'm going to have a conversation today. A lot going over there, going on over there in the Middle East, especially in Palestine. So my topic today is real simple. Palestine. The issue is not peace. The issue is you own those folks' land. Israelis, you own those folks' land. That is the problem. That is the problem. That is the problem, that you own those folks' land. And ceasefire is not going to resolve that issue been going on for 75 years since we been your your protector and provider. But the problem when the British first brought you over there in the 30s, before World War II, so they knew that the Palestinians was not on board with this so-called bright idea. And sometimes, you ask yourself, whoever whoever ideas was should be dug up and, and horsewhooped. Should be dug up and horsewhooped. You can create a situation that Future generation will have to deal with all their life. Think about it. People can create situations that folks not even born yet could have got to now deal with. 
So we're dealing with something, right, by some bright idea guy who's now dead and gone, long dead and gone, right? we still dealing because why? It never should have been implemented. Come on now. So again, in Palestine, the issue is not peace. The issue is that you own those folks' land, and there's no way to resolve that fact because why? 75 years with our money, our taxpayers' money of $260 billion, $260 billion with no restriction. They can use it any way they want to. And they're getting $40 billion now, $40 billion, $40 billion more, President Bush, uh, I mean, yeah, President uh, uh, Biden uh, 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 requested. And what do we get? Nothing. Nothing out the deal. We get nothing out this deal. Because our security does not depend on Israel. Our security does not depend on Ukraine. You got one of the most lethal, lethal fighting forces man has ever known. Modern technology to kill a person a million times over. I would not be concerned about nobody attacking us. I really wouldn't. I really, really wouldn't. We got enough atomic bomb to destroy the world, what, 20 times, 300 times, whatever. But we always get ourselves in pickles because common sense just is not common. And for us to decide to be the savior of the state of Israel, even the, even the thought of a, a state within a country, that is arrogant and white supremacy at its best. You're going to create a state inside somebody's country because you, you colonize them. You're going to put people there where people are already residing, got homes, malls, businesses, you name it, infrastructure. But you're going to come and say, okay, this is your home. How bright is that? How bright is that? And to add insult to injury, we're going to pick up the tab as their provider in 1948 when they're now recognized as a state. Now we're going to be big daddy. We're going to fund and supply you. How wise was that? I'm asking the question. How wise was that? And so is it any wonder that the Arab community, all the Arab and Muslim over there, the Muslim community, have no respect or little regard for America? Because we have tied ourselves to a situation that we never should have been tied to. Never. 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 And so now they're stuck. And they can't get loose. They have no answer because there is no answer. Now sometimes you got to just, just face the fact. There's no answer here. So calling for a ceasefire, a ceasefire, okay, I get you. You don't want to see genocide. I get that. But this has always been the problem. The Palestinians are going to want their land back, so they're going to always keep coming at you with something. That's something. Because why? You own their land. And come to find out through my research that they, they make it that they got this propaganda, okay, it's about Hamas and, and terrorism. But the Palestinians voted Hamas to be their political a party, they voted them in in the 2000, and the Israelis, right, right, disagreed with that choice. They voted for Hamas to be uh, uh, their leaders, right? 
Israelis didn't like it, so they said no. Where is the democracy at there? Where? Where is the democracy at? They're asking the question. So when you say issues with uh, Hamas and terrorism, well, guess what? If the people voted for Hamas, well, to attack Hamas, you're attacking them because they wanted them to be their political spokes party, which you didn't want because you're not being a dictator. You're not being a tyrant. And we're funding and aiding a tyrant. So, again, you're trying to hide genocide under, no, we're not attacking, we're attacking Hamas and terror. No, you're not. You're attacking the Palestinian people. I don't see no man out there, right, pushing back. You got some people, you know, shooting some rockets here and there, but they got no army. They don't have no army. They got no army. They got no trained army with with with, with uh, sufficient firepower to rival what we have given the the the, the Israeli. Let's call it like it is. Let's call it like it is. That's why they can fight on all these different fronts, you know, Lebanon, Syria, Syria, etc. Those are our jets. Those are our rockets. Those are our tanks. Come on now, they've been trained by us. One of the most lethal killing machines known is American military. Like I say, baby, we do it real, we do it real well. Killing folks and blowing up stuff, we do it real well. We do it real, real well. Especially when we have what dehumanize you. When we have de- dehumanized you, we're well, not human, but you are a villain. You are criminal. We got no problem with unleashing our rage and our hate towards you. You might recall, if you're paying attention, the same thing that happened two weeks ago. They first said that Hamas, right, was raping the women. They walked that back. Ooh, both them raped. They're raping the women. They're raping the women. When I heard that, I said, now, how are you going to be, right, time of the essence, right? It ain't like you're occupying the land now. You a hit. You gonna hit and get gone. How you gonna take time to rape somebody in that kind of operation? But then they walk back. Then they said they are beheading the babies, beheading the babies. Now think about it now. This is a propaganda machine, right? Trying to really draw up hate and dehumanize these people. You are raping our women, right? You are killing our babies. No, you are beheading our babies. What they said. Both claims have been walked back. Now, they are now to kill an American. They don't say Jewish American. They won't say Jewish American. Reason being, right, you might not be as enraged if you were Jewish American, but to say they're also killing Americans. Why? Corporate all media want to a determine how you think and how you feel. That's why I strongly, strongly advise you, right, to disconnect from this corporate media, media bias. And the people who are the desk anchor, all they're reading is what's been already been pre-scripted. And most of what you're seeing has already been like looped and looped. It's been looped. Run again, run again, run again, run again. So again, corporate on media plays a part and making sure this venom toward the Palestinians is always fresh. 
to what justify whatever whatever they're doing to them is really doing to them. Cause why? They are barbaric. But you never see the outrage, right, or the contempt when the women who are Palestinian are crying over their babies, their women or their men who've been slaughtered. You don't see the outrage here in the West, these Western countries. Do you? I know I haven't. You don't see that. But when these things have happened, think about what you heard. They're raping the women. I said, I said, wait, raping the women? You got time to do all that? You know what I call a, uh, a, a hit, and, hit and destroy mission? You got time to rape women too? Then they said, they're cutting off the heads of our babies. Of our babies. And they start calling them barbaric. Come on. To dehumanize them. Whereby whatever, you, whatever I do to them now, I got your backing. Because why? These folks have lost their humanity. Because of what? Corporate-owned media. Be careful, America. Be careful what you take in via, via these corporate-owned stations. Come on now. Because they got their own agenda. And their agenda is not ours. As our politician up there in D.C. has shown, every one of them, every one of them, always vote in the affirmative for anything Israel wants. Uh, can you imagine a blank check? For 75 years, a blank check, $260 billion. $260 billion. Can you imagine what you can do with that? It's like a, it's like, it's like a lifetime annuity. In other words, the American taxpayer, no, the American tax sucker, has built the state of Israel. We have built that. We have built the state of Israel. What have we got in return? Hate and contempt by the whole Muslim Arabic community. Not a good trade-off. Not a good trade-off, in my opinion. It's my belief. You can come to your own conclusion. But before I wrap up, all right, for more information, you can, and I advise you to, read The, the Israel Lobby and U.S. Foreign Policy. It was written, by the way, in 2008. So information out there. It's been out there. For more information, read about the Israel Lobby and U.S. Foreign Policy for more information. All right? So as I wind down, like I say, I got no hate. I got no extra grind against nobody. But I can tell when someone's a dumb idea. And Britain, dumb idea. It was a dumb idea. America, pick up pick up the ball and run with it. Dumb, 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 dumb idea. Dumb, always beget dumbness. It's time for the American people to say, nope, nope, nope. We're not going to fund this anymore. We're going to pull the plug, baby. We have given you enough. And for Ukraine, all those European countries, that should be your, that should be your game. She's in your territory. You take care of her. Not us. You don't need us for that. You don't need us for that. That's your baby. You over there. So as I wind down, I want you to keep in mind, peace is not the issue here. The issue is the Israelis are on those folks' land. And there's no solution for that. Because what they're offering, the Palestinian, they ain't buying so if they ain't buying, you got a problem. That's the, that's the problem. You got a problem. I don't see it, but you know, 
who am I? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a sucker taxpayer who's footing probably that $40 billion. That's all. That's all. So until next Wednesday, I want you to be safe, you know, enjoy yourself. But keep in mind now, maybe you got to always look out for yourself. How are you living? At the end of the day, it comes down to how are you living? Are your needs being met? Are you able to take care of yourself on your terms? Because the folks in D.C., they can make about $200,000 a year doing that. Not, not, a, not a bad way to make a dollar now. Not a bad way to make a dollar. You think about it. So how are you doing? Are you okay? Are your family needs being met? Can you, can you make sure your family needs be met, being met? I say focus on yourself. Because the folks in D.C., they're going to be okay. No matter who they got that's speaking, it doesn't matter. They ain't going to do nothing for us. So at the end of the day, right, we're on our own. You're on your own. It is what it is. So make sure you can take care of yourself and your family and enjoy this great country. It's a great country. It's a great country. Although she got some less than desirable activities, but she's a great country. So I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. Name of the show from the trenches, from the trenches, observation from the trenches. You've been listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. Listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. Until next Wednesday, be blessed and we'll talk. The preceding commentary does not reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to the Boston Neighborhood Network at 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Mass., 02119, attention WBCALP 102.9 FM. If you would like to arrange a time for your own commentary, call WBCA at 617-708-3241 or email us at radio at bnntv.org.